0: Coming up on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, Trent Condon with you today as the depth chart is out. What does it mean for Iowa football? And a couple of additions and subtractions that may surprise you. Nebraska falls to Northwestern, Illinois rolls week zero in the books in the Big Ten, and it's game week. We get ready for South Dakota State. All coming up on today's Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Trent Condon with you. Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen. Each and every day available wherever podcasts are. You can also find us on YouTube would really appreciate if you could give us a follow over there and subscribe to our YouTube page locked on Hawkeyes where you can see myself LaShawn Daniels Jace my buddy uh, with us throughout the week as we get ready for it. We have made it folks. It is game week. Finally, we are here. Football is upon us week zero in the books. How much fun was that? We're going to talk about that one here today. But thanks for having us here uh, with you during Lockdown Hawkeyes. It is always great talking Hawkeyes with you and certainly now that we have made it officially to game week. Well, the depth chart was released today, so that is where we are going to begin our conversation. A depth chart that certainly in the grand scheme of things doesn't mean a whole lot. We have heard Kirk Ferentz plenty of times in the past talk about just that, that the depth chart, it's more for us media members, it's more for the people that want to talking point, right? Something to talk about, something to look at when you're talking about the Hawkeyes and trying to figure out where this team is. It doesn't officially mean that this guy is in front of that guy. It doesn't mean that they're going to get the first opportunity, but it's at least a launching point and not a whole lot of changes from the one that was released back in July during Big Ten Football Media Days. That was the uh, summer one that we have overall, but definitely uh, something that Again, another one of those jumping off points. So let's just go through it and start with the most important position that is the quarterback spot. And no surprise, it is Spencer Petras. This is something that we speculated about going back all the way through the summer that he was going to be the guy that was going to get the job, and he certainly does. It's not a slash. It's not an either-or at the quarterback position. It is, frankly, he is going to be your starter. He's going to get the first opportunity and is not a surprise, certainly, I don't think, to anybody that Spencer Petrus is going to get the football uh, to start the ball game. Right behind him is, of course, uh, the other guy that we anticipated was going to be there. It is Alex Padilla that is your backup at that spot. So, very easy at the quarterback spot. Also, no change at the running back position. Your running back, the starter is listed as Gavin Williams, LaShawn Williams as his backup. As we reported here on Lockdown Hawkeyes a few weeks back, there is an injury, a hamstring string injury that was being dealt with by. Gavin Williams, he is now back at practice and making it a go, but it's a hamstring, something you always do have to be a little bit concerned about, uh, a hamstring injury that can always linger, and certainly with the running back, with all the cutting, the stopping and going, something to keep your eye on this season. Gavin Williams, big physical running back, loved what we saw out of him, and LaShawn Williams going back to the bowl game against Kentucky last season. You feel confident with that, and both freshmen, with what we saw from Caleb Johnson at Kids Day, along with Jazz Patterson. Two guys, young guys, I think, that are going to be pushing for playing time. They're also excited about Hilson, uh, the young man that will be a sophomore out of Des Moines North and an opportunity for him. So five running backs that they really feel confident about coming into the season. That's all well and good. Let's go next to uh, maybe one of the surprises. Fullback, you got Monty Pottybaum. He's his starter right behind him. Uh, Turner Palisard, we saw both those guys. bomb more athletic than maybe your standard Iowa a fullback in the past can do some different things. Of course, we saw the back pass to him in the Big Ten championship game against Michigan just over his hands. Oh, boy, they had that one set up incredibly well and, and a great what if if that one would have ended up into his arms for a touchdown. But that aside, we know what he is going to do, and he's going to be opening up call, uh, some holes out there at the fullback position. Here's the, the first big surprise, and it comes at the kicker spot. First of all, who won the job? Aaron Blom is listed as the starter. Now we're going to get more information tomorrow, when Kirk Ferentz talks to the media, we'll have a recap of that one coming up in tomorrow's Locked Hawkeye. But a lot of people anticipated that the freshman, Drew Stevens, was going to be the guy that was going to win the job. Not the case here. It is Aaron Blom, the sophomore, that'll get the first opportunity at the kicking spot. How close was the competition? We will see on that one. Stevens is listed as the backup but Blom. At least according to the depth chart, he is the winner at place kick. He wears number one Stevens, the freshman, Where's number 18? It'll be a new look out there at the kicker position. Let's go next to the offensive line. Let's take a look uh, at what they have up here. The biggest change, David Davidkoff, who came in with a lot of accolades a season ago. But it was not him. It was Connor Colby that was listed as the, uh, the guy that got out there and was able to see playing time a season ago as a true freshman. David Coff, he had more accolades. He had bigger offers Ohio State, Notre Dame, Michigan, we're all sniffing around on him. He ultimately chose the Hawkeyes, but injuries derailed his freshman campaign and derailed here his redshirt freshman season. A lot of people thought when you look at his accolades coming out that this was going to be a guy that had a chance to be an early helper. Not only that, not only is he not now listed on the depth chart, a lot of speculation about his football future. David Davikoff, if he is going to be a guy that is going to be there in the future, Uh, Something to keep an eye on is he is no longer listed. So it is Mason Richmond listed as the left tackle. Jack Plum is his backup, but Jack Plum is also listed as a starter at the right tackle position. Your starters listed at guard, left guard, Tyler Ellsbury, a new guy, 6'5", 300, eight pounds, a sophomore at right guard, a guy we do know about, another sophomore in Connor Colby. And then in the middle, no surprise here, Logan Jones, he made the move from defensive tackle over to the center spot. He did it for a reason. They thought this guy had a big-time chance to be the heir apparent to Tyler Linderbaum. He wins that job over Michael Molesky and uh, an opportunity for him to get the start there. A couple other names, Matt Fagan, he is listed as a backup at the left guard spot and Bo Stevens listed as a backup at right guard. We wonder about the health of Mason Richmond. Is he going to be ready to go? Apparently, according to this depth chart, he will be ready at, at that left tackle spot. He is so important For this offensive line and the continuity that they're certainly going to lead. And as we go through the offensive depth chart, uh, last but not least, it is wide receiver. This is something that has been a huge talking point for us the last couple of weeks. If I was going to implement the wrinkles, the changes you have for this offense, that we're going to see more, that Brian Ferentz is going to install more into this offense, well, it's going to start, obviously, at the wide receiver spot. Getting... These guys, an ability to make some plays up the field. The Keegan Johnsons of the world to do those things. Arlen Bruce to be involved more, not just as a slot receiver, but find different and innovative ways to get him the football in space. Well, they've been so banged up. Of course, the defections, right? You lose Charlie Jones. You lose Tyrone Tracy. All right, there's a couple of blows. Now coupled with Keegan Johnson, is he back 100% of practice? I continue to hear that that is not the case. Though he's out there, he's going through some work. He is not close to 100%, and a guy that you could expect to go out there and play 65, 70 snaps. That's just not realistic right now with Keegan Johnson. And We'll see. As we're now five days away from kickoff, that's going to change. I'm going to anticipate that is not the case. He is listed, though, as a starter. His backup is a walk-on, Alec Wick. He was also listed as the backup going back to that summer depth chart. He is the same here. Over at the other wide receiver spot, Arlen Bruce IV. No surprise, he is your starter the backup, another walk-on. Jack Johnson is the backup from West Des Moines Valley. I called a lot of uh, Jack's games back in his high school career. He was a good CIML wide receiver, good Big Ten receiver. That is to be seen. But some of the other scholarship guys that you're wondering about, I think that tells you, obviously, Nico Regani, that foot injury is pretty significant, not listed here on this depth chart. Coupled with Jacob Bostic, the other guy, a true freshman, he is not listed in the two-deep here. He appears ready to go, but how much of the offense does he know? How ready is he going to be? That remains the question with Bostic. Another name that I think we were certainly speculating about about and one that we thought we were going to see out there is Brody Brecht. He is not out there. He has been dealing also with a couple of injuries of his own. This wide receiver group, it is scary. That is the offense. We'll come back and talk about the defense Maybe not as many question marks over on that side of things. The uh, defense, boy, absolutely loaded. Some surprises, some changes. We'll get into that when we come back. You're listening to the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that could happen? You end up driving below the speed limit? No big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI from NHTSA. got Kata kind of back with you here again on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown. I keep asking you here as we get closer and closer to kickoff. Go to our YouTube page. Hey, Even if you're just an audio listener and you're still going to continue listening to audio, it would make a great deal to us here on Locked On Hawkeyes. If you could give us a follow on the YouTube page, just look Locked On Hawkeyes. Hit the subscribe button again. Even if you're not going to be watching us, you don't want to see my ugly mug, that's okay. Just give us a subscribe over there. We would greatly appreciate it as we try to get to 1,000 subscribers here. Let's put a goal on this one, in fact. We're, we're a little over 700. Do you think we can get to... A 1,000 by the time we get to the Michigan game. Is that a realistic goal? Michigan game coming up on the 1st of October. Can we get there? Let's do it. Get to a 1,000. Locked on Hawkeyes on YouTube. Give us a subscribe. We would greatly appreciate it. We continue with our depth chart conversation. So we go from the offensive side of the football to the defense. And a couple of changes there, a couple of tweaks on the defense. Not a whole lot different over there. So here are your starters up front. Let's start at left defensive end. John Waggeter, he gets the starting nod. The senior, wearing number 92, three-year letter winner. We've seen him get to the quarterback. He is a big defensive end, 6'5", 267 pounds. He's listed at the starter. The backup, though, made me feel happy. Ethan Hercat, who we saw a year ago, I thought really popped as a freshman. He was a guy that went in there a little bit undersized, but he just kept making plays. He's got that relentless relentless motor that you love to see out of a defensive lineman, and after the injury that he sustained a year ago, very happy to see him out there and listed as the backup at left defensive end, left defensive tackle inside Noah Shannon. No surprise, he's a guy. Boy, if we've seen so many of these stories, right, of Kirk Ferrett's football teams, guys that make that leap their senior year, you see him a little bit, they get some playing time, they're out there, and then their senior year they go from a good player to a star, to an all Big Ten type of performer. Noah Shannon, boy, if he can make that kind of leap, how good would that be for the Iowa defense? His backup, though, he's being pushed, is Luca Lucas Van Ness. And you know Van Ness, he's going to be out there a whole bunch this season. We're also going to see him not just inside. He'll bounce outside and play some defensive end. The other starter is Logan Lee, finally healthy Logan Lee. And with him out there, big frame, six foot five, two 275, Got to be excited. I know this is a guy that started at tight end. They've been excited about his development, and the hope is that he can be a guy that can be out there and play both on third-down situations and get to the quarterback but also be a run-stuffer in the middle. The other guy that's going to be a run-stuffer, Y.A. Black. 6'5", 306. He just continues to get bigger and bigger. Pat level continues to be the question about him. He's got the size. He has the physicality. Now he needs to put it all together in his sophomore campaign. Y a black and finally over at the other defensive end spot on the right side, Joe Evans. He's been banged up a little bit. Joey the Bull, though, at six foot two. You know how relentless he is. He is more now though than just a guy that comes off the edge and is a third down only type of player. He can play all four downs. He's that kind of defensive end for you. And Deontay F. Craig is his backup. He is a big-time athlete. He's a guy that can get to the quarterback, and he's getting bigger now, up to 266 at that other defensive end position. So that's up front. The eight guys listed. They're going to play more. They have that much depth at defensive line. That's the exciting part. You're going to see Aaron Graves out there, the true freshman, the Army All-American. He's going to be making plays. They are deep up front. Next, we go to linebacker. In the middle, is Jack Campbell, Seth Benson, along with Justin Jacobs. We knew the starters. Your backups, Jay Higgins is the backup at middle linebacker. Love is dead. The play that we've seen, certainly seen special teams-wise out of Jay Fisher is the backside uh, behind. Listed as the Leo uh, linebacker. That is because they have that listed as a backup with the cast position, and that's Cooper DeGene, much like we saw going back to spread. One change at the cornerback spot with the suspension. In game number one for Jamari Harris, that means Terry Roberts is listed as a starter. Cooper Dejean, though, his backup, and I, I talked about this just a week ago. If you're listening to us here on Lockdown Hawkeyes, I was telling you, don't be surprised if you're going to see more cornerback this year from Cooper DeGene. He's still going to be the cash guy, but if they're able to go with the three linebackers a whole lot more because of Justin Jacobs and his ability to cover, just keep seeing more Cooper Dejean and also at that corner. He wins the free safety job. And Kerry, Kayvon Merriweather at the strong safety spot. G. Bracey, he is the backup to Schulte at free safety. And Sebastian. Torrey Taylor is, of course, the punter. No backup listed in that one. So that's a run through the depth chart on the defensive side of the football. Again, not a whole lot of changes there. Not the same kind of, excuse me, intrigue that we have on the offensive side of the football. As we get a quick swig get those uh, Those vocal cords lubricated there. But, yeah, not a whole lot of intrigue in comparison to what we saw. That is the depth chart. Before we get out of here, let's take a look back at week zero and a look forward to week one. We will do that when we come back. You're listening to the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. All right, back with you one final time. Thanks for joining us on Locked On Hawkeyes. Again, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. And help us out just a little bit. So, uh, on YouTube, we got a cool new, little, uh, a new adventure that we are going through. We got a ticker here. It's going through listing all the Big Ten games of the weekend. And let me know in the comments. Let me know if you see the Big Ten games listed, top 25 games. Also, put the there. Point spreads always a big part of the conversation for me. I love gambling. I, I do it every single week. I do it during baseball season. I am a daily gambler. So, you're going to see those point spreads. Those are always going to be. A big part of certainly what I do, but definitely some good information and some good news overall as we get before the week and taking a look back at week zero, what we saw, right? Week zero where Illinois does what they supposed are supposed to dominating performance against a a Wyoming team that lost a lot. They only had eight starters coming back, Illinois and Brett Bielema. They know how to build a football team, right? They know what they're doing. Bielema knows how to win the big 10 West. It can be annoying, Because Illinois is going to be relevant, are they going to win a division title in the next couple years before divisions more than likely go away? I'm not sure to be there, but they're just going to be a pain in the butt. They're going to run the football. They're going to play physics, a style that in the Big Ten West they're going to be like Northwestern, like Wisconsin, like Minnesota, like Iowa. Mention one team I did. That's Nebraska. Good God, this Nebraska talk about an unmitigated disaster. It's not a talent problem. It's never an arrogance problem. That's no doubt. This guy comes in here. He's talking about that the big have to change for him and what he's going to do. It's an absolute joke. And his is not Nebraska. It's the same. You try an onside. Why? You're dominating the football game. You're winning. I know you can put it away with the kicker. You go up 18. It's over for all intents and purposes. But this is Nebraska. This is not getting out of your own way. And Northwestern just physically manhandling them at the point of attack and running the ball straight up the gut. It's a trick play, I guess, to Scotty, the coachman. It was working to perfection. Fitz in Ireland had the guys ready to go. They come back in the second half, they hang around, and they get it done because they know how to build a football team to win. It's not all the pomp and circumstance that you get from there. And how does Nebraska? It's to be absolutely incredible. I was of the opinion they were going to be better this year. I really did. I thought they were gonna at minimum get back to a bowl game. I thought they were gonna be six and six, seven and five. I thought it was going to perhaps be difficult for Iowa. Instead, this is what we get. More of the same from Nebraska. Hey, good news for us, Hawkeye fans. If they continue to do that, keep stepping on themselves and just making bonehead plays, dumb decisions, Nebraska football. It's the gift. That keeps on giving. The Hawkeyes are the gift that keeps on giving as the home opener comes up at 11 a.m. on Saturday against South Dakota State. LaShawn was not able to join us here today. LaShawn, well, his power is out. Because of that, he's going to hope to join us on Tuesday. On Thursday, we'll have a Friday show also with LaShawn as we preview South Dakota State. Gentlemen, ladies, we made it. Week zero is done, week one is here. It is game week. Thanks for joining us on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Hey, and you Big Ten fans out there, make sure to also listen to Nate Dickinson, Locked On Big Ten. Every day, local experts on Locked On will take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen every day. Again, that's Locked On Big Ten. Nate does a great job with that. We'll keep you going each and every day with the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. The depth chart is here. Tomorrow, we hear from the players and the coaches over in Iowa City. Game week, we made it.